Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest on Bent Notes is an Australian trumpeter, composer, arranger, band leader and a festival artistic director whom I'm sure is very relieved to have achieved a release of the full program for a face-to-face festival of jazz and blues in Wangaratta this year after three years away. And it is my great pleasure to bid an official very warm welcome back to Bent Notes, Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues co-artistic director Eugene Ball. Your official welcome, Eugene. David, thank you so much for having me. A pleasure indeed. We last spoke in May when you launched a partial program for this year's festival. And last Friday, just two days ago, you were able to launch the full program for the first full face-to-face festival in four years. How did you feel on Friday night? I was an absolute relief and joy to get it out. I mean, we've been planning it for quite some time. So, you know, we've been hopeful for quite some time. But, yeah, it's certainly, certainly wonderful to get it over the line uh, at least to this point. Are you now sitting back and relaxing? Certainly not. There's uh, a million things to do to make sure that everything runs uh, as smoothly as we hope it will. And so, yeah, we're, we are chipping away at all of those things. What type of things are there for you to do between the official launch of the full program and actually kicking off on the day? We've got to sort out all of the, you know, kind of get all the production. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of it is already in place, but we've yeah. got to make sure that the production and everything is exactly as it should be. We've got to finalise all the details with the artist. Lot, lot, you know, lots, lots of kind of behind-the-scenes things that are probably fairly dull, really, but uh, <laughs> they, they have to happen. Those important um, things that are assumed <laughs> when the artist says yes, but then you've got to sort them all out. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's, um, things often change from uh, how they were initially conceived. You know, some people become unavailable. Um, gaps need to be put in, but um, that so so far that's not the case. So far, everybody is as we were planning. The artistic direction this year has been a cooperative activity between yourself and Scott Salimo. What have you found to be the benefits of co-directing a festival such as Wang? Have you found that your skill sets and interests have complemented each other? Yeah, one hundred percent. So Scott Salimo is uh, a local Wangaratterite, and he's been you know deeply involved with the festival for many many years. And his expertise is very much in the field of blues, which is you know, a really significant part of the program of the festival. And that's an area that I don't have a great deal of expertise in. Scott's also you know, really skilled at um, sorting out production requirements and one of those technical things. So together, I, um, I think we really cover the job well and we work super well together. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work with him for the last few years and yeah, absolutely. Absolutely a pleasure to work with him this year, particularly because it's going to go ahead. It's going to go ahead. Is there one aspect or component of the festival program that you see as a highlight of your work with Scott to date? For me, there's a couple of points that I'm very excited about. One is the 
collaborative nature of the program. So we do have some international artists, but they are part of the festival program because they are collaborating with Australian artists. So we're making you know, connections there for our artists and potential future opportunities for them to you know, perform more, more overseas. And I really think that's an essential thing for a festival to do. We're very, very proud to have curated some of those, well, most of those uh, collaborations. And the other, the other thing that I'm super excited for is the series of concerts that will be in the Holy Trinity Cathedral because it is such a special space. It is. Uh, and an absolutely gorgeous sounding room for the right kind of music. So the program that we popped into that venue, I'm very excited about. There's, there's some really special things happen, that haven't happened before and things that will sound absolutely perfect for that space. Oh, I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to that one because it's such a beautiful space to listen to that music in. That leads me to the next question. Are all the regular venues back in use this year? Not all of them. There, there are some new venues that we will discuss a little bit later down the track. There, there, there's a little bit of uh, movement still in that department. So oh, right. uh, I, can't, I can't quite release all of the venues as yet. But the, you certainly the WPAC Hall and the WPAC Theatre are very much involved. Magnificent. The Merawa, Merawa Outdoor Stage will be there. Um, so, and that's where a lot of the blues program will be, as well as the community program on the Sunday, which also features a lot of you know, really high-level professional performers, as well as, again, collaborations between professional performers and community musicians. So we have Horns of Leroy with vocalist Tando working with local musicians to produce a kind of en masse large, well, massive horn section, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> that will be playing uh, with Tando on the uh, Merrill Park stage on the Sunday. Fantastic. Um, we've also, to finish things up on the Sunday night in the Merrill Park stage, we've got the Public Opinion Afro Orchestra, which is a 17-piece powerhouse Afrobeat band from Melbourne, which is just, you know, a, a spectacular way to finish things up. It certainly will be. Is the community stage is a free stage? It is indeed. What a, what a way to finish the festival, get the entire population of Wangaratta out there to enjoy what will be a fantastic session. Absolutely, that's what we're planning. <laughs> now let's have a look at some of the artists and how you're presenting them this year. You've already mentioned that you've got some international artists coming up. You've got three drummers collaborating together. Yeah, so New York-based drummer Farian Aklaf, who performed a lot in the 80s and 90s with the likes of Anthony Braxton, Russell Taylor, Wadada, Leo Smith, etc. So, you know, a fairly heavy hitter on the US scene is coming to Australia and he'll be, this is one of the collaborations that we put together. He wanted to do uh, either, either a solo or a duo project and I managed to convince him to go a little bit further <laughs> and do a, a three-drum project with um, a wonderful Sydney drummer, Chloe Kim, and fantastic Melbourne drummer, Maria Moles. So they're working together on a piece that Farine has designed for the three of them. And that, that is absolutely, for me, one of the highlights. I'm really looking forward to that. That sounds really exciting. Yep, I've, my, my imagination is running wild about what that might be. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that one. You've got uh, Iro, is it Iro Harla, a pianist, coming That's along. Right. We heard a piece from her a little earlier, and she's collaborating with Tamara Murphy and James McLean. They're currently in discussions about repertoire. I believe that they'll be 
pieces by Eero, pieces by Tamara, and pieces by James. So a truly uh, collaborative affair, which is, as I, as I said, I think it's really important for a festival to foster those relationships. And the outcomes will be marvellous when people are able to do likewise, but on the other side of the world somewhere. Yeah, that's that's certainly the plan or the, or the, or the hope. We've also, in, in the same vein, another Finnish pianist, Kari Ikonen, is coming to town. He was one of the festival favourites back in 2017. Yes. And he'll be collaborating with bassist Helen Svoboda. Oh, marvellous. Yeah, and again, that'll be in the, so that's in the cathedral. That's a perfect example of the kind of thing that, you know, will just sound absolutely spectacular in that room. It will um, indeed. Mm. What have you got in the way of more traditional jazz lineups? So the traditional jazz program, uh, there's a couple of things on there that I'm super excited about, particularly getting Jeff Bull down from Sydney. Jeff was, so, you know, I mean, you know, I've been involved in traditional jazz since I was a kid. It was the, it's the, it was the gateway jazz for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, you know, have such strong memories of hearing Jeff play at festivals when I was younger and festivals all, all around the country. And, you know, he's still going strong. He's, he's probably, well, he's widely recognised as the king of New Orleans-style trumpet in Australia. And he's playing, you know, with some of the young guns up there. You've got in that more traditional lineup bands such as the Syncopators and a group called Chonk. Chonk. So Chonk is with young Brennan Hamilton-Smith, the fabulous clarinetist and saxophone player. And it's his project with Peter Baylor, the uh, more established guitarist. They are playing Benny Goodman-style swing pieces from the late 30s and 40s, which will be an absolute ripper. Eamon McNellis is along with the Skellingtons. Eamon is an absolute star in the field of traditional jazz, and his band, the Skellingtons, you know, brings together quite, quite a diverse repertoire within, within the broad genre of traditional jazz. Uh, and he's also playing in that band with a really terrific young drummer who we're bringing down from Sydney by the name of Abby Constable. So that'll be, again, it's something that they've both wanted to do for quite some time. So we're really proud to make that happen or help that happen. That should be a beautiful thing. It will. And Rebecca Barnard is paying tribute to both her father and her uncle. That's right. So, yes, born into uh, Australian jazz royalty there. And, you know, with the, the very bad passing of Bob earlier this year yeah. and the passing of Len quite a few years ago now, she thought it timely to do, you know, do a show that you know, just remembers what incredibly influential musicians they were, obviously <laughs> um, to her, but to many, many others as well. So, yeah, that will be a special show. She's also playing with uh, Hammond organ player Tim Neal in the Holy Trinity Cathedral for the Sunday Jazz Mass. No, sorry, Jazz Mass. And Tim's going to be playing the pipe organ, the Willis pipe organ, which is part of the cathedral up there and that is a, it's a really beautiful instrument. I was lucky enough to play with that instrument with Tony Gould up at the festival many, many years ago and it's a really spectacular sounding instrument so I know that, I know that Tim's super excited to get his hands on it. Well I know where I am on the Sunday morning. It's always been a special part of my weekend up there to attend the Jazz Mass and enjoy the service itself but also the, the fact that we've got these great jazz musicians taking part and providing such beautiful music. I think that'll be really special. You've got Andrea Keller back on stage with Patsy. And uh, Andrea's also performing in the project with Jeff Hitchcock, who's 
First Nations artist who has been doing a lot of touring with pop artists, well, including Paul Kelly and Kate Miller-Heitke, but she's also been doing a lot of touring with Short Black Opera Company. She's an absolutely spectacular singer, so we've put together a gun band for her to work with, and, yeah, we're, we're writing some special arrangements of uh, the tunes that she would like to sing because she initially grew up on jazz, so it's uh, going to be great to welcome her back to that world. One thing that festivals always do well is experimental music. It's certainly the one of the areas that I'm most looking forward to. I mean, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. It's, uh, if it was entirely up to me and my taste, there would be really kick-ass New Orleans and traditional jazz and fairly hardcore pre-jazz and not a great deal in between. Um, <laughs> but it's not entirely up to me. So there's a really broad range of music there that's going to uh, cater to everybody's tastes, which is which is one of the real challenges, I've got to say, with the Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues is that it, it, does, it does demand a really broad representation of jazz and improvised music and blues. You know, there's a lot of cohorts to cater for. You've got the kind of uh, contemporary jazz lovers who... You know, that's just what they want to hear. Traditional jazz lovers, that's what they want. Blues people, you know, so there's a lot of... Yeah, you've got to have a really broad range of uh, artists to satisfy that audience. Something that the attendees can enjoy a lot but gives a few headaches to the artistic directors to ensure there's a bit of everything there to keep everyone happy. I love a good headache though, David. <laughs> All the details about the entire program, as well as ticketing information, is available from the festival website, wangaratajazz.com. I had a look at there over the last couple of days, and it's looking very good, Eugene. Thank you, David. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, like I say, I'm, I, like I keep saying, I'm super excited about it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to actually be that weekend. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on the festival program here on Bent Notes tonight. It's an amazing program and it will be so good to get back to face-to-face with all these superb artists across the weekend of October 28 to 30. Thank you for taking the time to chat us with us here tonight on Bent Notes. An absolute pleasure. Thanks, David, and uh, I'll see you up there. Certainly will. My special guest has been Eugene Ball, co-artistic director of the Wangrata Festival of Jazz and Blues for 2022. You're listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.